Um, okay, now I invite you to stand for the reading of God's word. We're continuing on in a series uh, called uh, Wise Up, and it's, uh, we're in the prologue of Proverbs, and we're going to kind of go through the book. Um, the first nine chapters of the book of Proverbs um, are, is, is the long prologue. The, it's kind of the, like, what is wisdom? And it's the, it's the, the calling of wisdom. And I just want to read the first seven verses of the book now. The Proverbs of Solomon, son of David, king of Israel, for gaining wisdom and instruction, for understanding words of insight, for receiving instruction in prudent behavior, doing what is right and just and fair, for giving prudence to those who are simple, knowledge and discretion to the young. Let the wise listen and add to their learning, and let the discerning get guidance, for understanding proverbs and parables, the sayings and riddles of the wise. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. Lord, we just thank you so much for your word. We thank you so much for an opportunity to gather together, whether we are in celebration or whether we're in grief, we just come before you and we just seek your guidance. We seek your love and your wisdom in our lives. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Please be seated. I'm calling this uh, second session uh, of our study, uh, Wise Up. It's called Wisdom's Jedi Training. Wisdom's Jedi Training. What am I talking about? Has anybody here never seen a Star Wars movie? Are you serious? Never? How can you be married to Stuart and never seen a Star Wars movie? Oh my goodness, we're gonna have to fix that. Uh, so in the original Star Wars movie, we'll catch you up. Uh, Luke Skywalker uh, learns to become a Jedi by studying the ways of the Force under Jedi Masters, first under Obi-Wan Kenobi and then under Yoda. He's the, he's the Muppet that you see on Luke's back. Oh, go back, go back, go back to the, the thing. I'll, I'll call for that. Okay, so, so there he is in the Dagobah system. It's this swampy wasteland and, uh, and he's doing all kinds of physical training, learning how to, how, to, how to run and be in shape and do flips and all kinds of stuff. And then at times he'll pause out of breath and soak up some wise saying from this Jedi sage, Yoda. And he has great sayings like this. No, try not, do or do not. There is no try. Remember this one? Another one he says is fear is the path to the dark side. I'm just a terrible accent, sorry. <laughs> Should have practiced that. Fear leads to anger. Anger leads to hate. Hate leads to suffering, right? Well, studying, thank you. Was that pretty good? I'll work on it, I'll work on it, okay. Studying under the book of Proverbs is kind of like Jedi training. Now, unfortunately, there's no lightsabers or levitation that I know of, okay? We're only in chapter like three. It might happen later, but... Uh, but we're studying under the feet of a wise sage, not Yoda, who's 900 years old, or uh, Obi-Wan, but actually we're studying under Solomon and under the sages of the Lord, the 3,000-year-old book. We're not studying the ways of the force, we're studying the ways of the Lord, the true mightiest force in the universe. 
And just as the knowledge of the force is said to permeate every aspect of life, Proverbs teaches us that the ways of the Lord, that the, that the power of the Lord, the wisdom of the Lord can permeate every aspect of our life and touch everything that we do or know or say. And if we grow in wisdom, it will teach us how to be anchored, how to be powerful, how to be successful in this life. And the Proverbs, like Star Wars, uh, present to us a life with stark choices, right? The Jedi are always being tempted to turn to the dark side. And Proverbs is just like that. It's like the righteous people are always tempted to turn aside to the ways of evil. But if they hold to the way of wisdom, then they will walk a clear path. Now, one note that I want to make just at the beginning of our study of, of Proverbs as we're uh, just setting out on this, we've got uh, a 10-week study that we're doing, is that they are written before the time of Jesus Christ, before the giving of the Holy Spirit. They're written of hundreds of years before the New Testament. And so some of us who know Jesus and know the New Testament, we might find that as we're looking at Proverbs it just seems like discipline. It just seems like moral effort. But I just don't think there's so much for us to learn from the Old Testament. There's so much for us to learn from the wisdom of God that's represented there, the gift that God wants to give us through this book. We just need to read them with the New Testament in mind. And what I mean by that is we need to remember the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that when we fall short, that Jesus' grace uh, forgives us and makes up for that lack. And then we also need to remember that God has given us the Holy Spirit that helps us and empowers us to live out these choices that we could not do on our own. Okay, so what is a proverb? What is it? A proverb is a bite-sized wisdom nugget, all right? It's a bite-sized wisdom nugget. It's short, it's, it's memorable, it's thought-provoking. It's a wise saying that if you listen, it will spare you a lot of trouble. We really see these play out in chapters 10 through chapters 30. Uh, and we'll, get to the, we'll begin with those next week. Who are the Proverbs for? Who should read them? We see this in verse 4 that says, Everyone who wants to make better choices in life, and verse four tells us, even if you're a beginner, at verse four it says, for giving prudence to those who are simple, knowledge and discretion to the young. So some of you are new to the church, some of you are new to life, some of you are just frustrated by bad decisions that you've made in the past and you, you wanna set out on making them better. But verse four tells us the Proverbs are a great place to start. Verse five tells us that there's something for everyone, even advanced students. Okay, verse five says, let the wise listen and add to their learning and let the discerning get guidance. So even if you are a wise person and, you, and, you, and you're grounded, you've made some good choices, there's always room for growth, it tells us. And what are the Proverbs used for? We see it in the opening verses. Chapter one, verse one. The Proverbs of Solomon of David a son of David, king of Israel, for gaining wisdom and instruction, for understanding words of insight, for receiving instruction in prudent behavior, for doing what is right and just and fair. Okay, a couple of, uh, some of you uh, love learning some of the, the words behind the Proverbs were written in Hebrew. 
And the word wisdom that we'll talk about a lot, uh, everyone say, chokmah. Very good. Okay, because I've already studied Hebrew. Very good. So this is the word wisdom, and it, 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 it has to do with your head and your heart also, but, but primarily of knowing, of knowing what is right, being able to discern in a given moment what is right, what's prudence, uh, what will work out, um, the, the right path to walk. It's about knowing. The second word that's, instru- that's uh, translated uh, here as um, instruction uh, in the previous version of NIV, was, uh, it was um, discipline. That is the word musar. Everyone say musar. Okay. So this word is a little bit different. This is um, uh, the sense of moral chastening to do the right thing. Uh, someone has disciplined you, you until you are a disciplined person. Okay, so I'm just thinking of this now, an example yesterday. So I coach soccer and I'm coaching my boys team uh, yesterday, one, uh, seven to zero. And, and, I, and I was, uh, I kind of get embarrassed with, with that. I'm just, I'm just, I don't want to be bad sports. And uh, I tell my, my team right before they go through the, the high five line, listen, nobody talk any trash. All you're going to do is say, good game, good game, good game. That's all I want to hear out of you, right? And then as we go in, the other team started talking trash, and one of my kids flipped out and goes, oh, yeah, we won 7-0, to we beat you. I'm like, no. Had to grab him, had to have him apologize, had to have him do 10 push-ups right there, had to talk to my team. We don't do that, okay? So uh, the idea of of, of sometimes we just have these teaching moments uh, in our life in which maybe someone has has brought us and kind of reminds us, hey, hey, you got off track there. We got to get back on track. This is who we are. This is how we do things. And so you have wisdom is knowing what's right, that's telling them ahead of time, don't talk trash. But then when they did, we had to do a little bit of correction, okay? And we need to get back onto the right path. Does that make sense? So we have both wisdom and discipline are these two things that are held together. The purpose of Proverbs is that we both know the way and that we choose it. Now we look back at those verses, we see, uh, if you can pull back up verses uh, two and three, I'll read it again. For gaining wisdom and instruction, I want you to notice uh, how there's about um, the, the receiving of knowledge. It says, for gaining wisdom and instruction, right, I know more, for understanding words of insight, for receiving instruction in prudent behavior. Those first three lines are all talking about we're gaining knowledge, we're gaining wisdom, we're, we're coming to clearer perspective. But then look at that last line, for doing what is right, and just and fair. It's for knowing, for knowing, for knowing, but also for doing. Wisdom is knowing the right path, and instruction discipline is about developing a habit of regularly choosing the right path. I'll give you an example in my life. I know that I need seven to eight hours of sleep a night, okay? I, I have actually, um, I have actually uh, received uh, uh, instruction, like, like I've attended lectures about the importance of sleep and how it works in the brain and how important it is for regulating uh, your mood and just all the wonders of what, how, what sleep does for us. I know that I should get enough sleep at night, but did I get enough sleep last night? What do you think? Oh, no way, I'm preaching today, no way. Uh, but most nights, I'm like, it's like I, I often will make the same mistake, you know, where I'm like, I should go to bed, I should go to bed. But 
but, but chocolate ice cream. You know, but I could watch that TV show. Look, there's a squirrel, you know? Right? <laughs> right? I, I, I know certain things. I know certain things, but I don't always do them. Am I the only one here? I'm not the only one? There's some things that you know that you should do, but you don't. The Proverbs are going to help us to know and hopefully to do with regularity. And then we have this, uh, uh, this verse 7, which is the, the end of that initial intro. It tells us the supreme key to understanding the foundations of the entire book of Proverbs, the, the foundation of all wisdom. Verse 7, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. We're going to come back to more of that foolishness uh, uh, next week. But, but the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Why is that? I've heard that before. I've heard people kind of refer to that. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of, of, of knowledge. Why is it that this, this fear, this reverence, this awareness, this respect for God, why is it that that becomes the foundation of knowledge and wisdom? Well, the Proverbs factor God into every equation in life. Here's some assumptions that Proverbs make about God. God is real. God is present. God is good. God is powerful. And God is active. And this changes my choices. God is real, present, good, powerful, and active. And this changes my choices. God is real and present. Now, we might say that we believe that, but a lot of us, when we're facing a certain choice, in our minds, it's, kind of, it's, like, it's like we think God's not there. Think about a lot of the bad choices that we have made in life. Don't we just kind of push the reality and presence of God kind of out of our mind and just kind of, just kind of forget about it in order to go make that bad choice? But if we have a sense of God's here, God's actually real, God's good, meaning God, God cares about us doing the right thing and the best thing. God, God is real, he's present, he's good. He's powerful, he's more powerful than whatever it is that we fear. And he's active, his power is active in this world. And that leads us to different choices. Now, without this knowledge, without this foundation, we face a lot of choices in our life in which we see the right thing over here but we see the desirable thing over here, right? Like, like, this seems like the right way to go, but this seems like the fun way to go. Am I right? So some of our bad choices in life have been in the pursuit of the fun, okay? Uh, some of us uh, might make some kind of a financial decision. You know, you're, you're filing your, your taxes or you're, or, you're, or you're doing some kind of financial paperwork and you think, well, here's the right way to do it. But here's the financially beneficial way to do it and you make a choice, right? Or you think, here's the right decision, the the morally right, upstanding way to do things, but here's kind of the practical, prudent thing that I should do, the the shortcut, the fast road, right? Have you ever faced choices like that? Okay, so the Proverbs will teach us over these weeks that actually that is not the choice that you have. 
It's not actually true that you face, uh, that you face the, uh, the right way or the fun way. They're saying actually the, in the end, at the end of the day, because God is real and good and powerful and active, because of God, the most pleasing way for your life is actually go to do the right thing. And uh, when you thought you had a choice between the, the right way and the profitable way, actually that's a false choice. The most profitable thing in your life is to actually go and do the right thing because of God. You thought there was a choice between being prudent and practical and being godly, but actually they'll show us that because of God, it's actually one and the same. And so our choice is actually between wisdom, which leads to life, and folly, which leads to death. And the knowledge and the foundation of that truth of who God is, because God is real, because God's active, because we'll all have to answer to him one day, that the right way is also the best way. But we forget this, don't we? How many of you have forgotten a lesson you've learned in life? Oh my gosh, right? We are so forgetful. Uh, chapter three, verse one speaks of this. It says, my son, do not forget my teaching, but keep my commands in your heart. My son, do not forget my teaching, but keep my commands in your heart. My, my forgetfulness is, is like notorious and it's been like that my whole life. Um, I, I, I misplace things uh, all the time. Uh, so bad that um, uh, Sue McKinney uh, sometimes goes by Blue McBinney, right? Uh, Sue McKinney uh, she, uh, got tired of, she has an office next to mine, she got tired of me uh, wandering uh, around looking for my glasses. Uh, or, or my wallet or my keys. And, and so she's like, oh my gosh, you spend like half the day looking for the things that you set down, right? So, so she got me these little tile things that I could put in my things and they, they're all like linked by Bluetooth to my phone. So she said, next time you lose something, you just push this button and it will ring, <laughs> you know? And it works. But, because, but I need that kind of thing because I'm so forgetful. I just absolutely will forget things. It's been like that since I was a kid. When I was uh, five years old, uh, I used to, my mom used to uh, say, oh, we're about to have dinner. It's time for dinner. Uh, Matthew, would you go? Uh, she can call me Matthew, okay? She says, Matthew, go, go, to the, uh, go to the bathroom and wash your hands for dinner. I'd be like, okay. And I would mean well, okay? I went to the bathroom with the intention of doing what I was supposed to do. But by the time I got to the bathroom, what happened? I forgot what I'm supposed to do. So I just would go and, and, and go take a nap somewhere. And, and this happened so many times. My, my family multiple times had to send out search parties in the neighborhood, getting neighbors involved, they thought that I had been kidnapped or run away. But no, I'd just gone and taken a nap behind some chair. So my mom learned uh, a way to keep me on task. She would draw me these little pictures on flashcards. And instead of sending me down the hallway to the bathroom with relying on my memory, she would send me this, this flashcard that just had a picture of like water on hands. And I was supposed to just walk to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I would look at it, I'd be like, okay, wash the hands, okay? And then I'd turn it over, it says, go eat dinner. And okay, and I would just walk back. And it worked. It worked. It worked. I needed the reminders. When I was in high school, she was trying to teach me a lesson, uh, something that really uh, was a pet peeve for her. I would have a, 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 some ice water uh, on, in a glass, and I would put it on the table without a coaster, how many of you are trying to teach someone in your family to use a coaster? How many of you are the person that someone's trying to teach to use a coaster? Okay, 
and um, and he, he and, and I just I just couldn't learn the lesson. I would never I would never remember. And I remember she she got she 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 came to me and she had this epiphany. She's like, I got I got I got to drill this in. And she 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 came up to me and said, Matt, listen to me, listen to me, listen to me. Focus. Look at my eyes. And she's like, Look at me. All right. She's like, Glasses with ice leave rings. Glasses with ice leave rings. Glasses with ice leave rings. She had like fifty times. Right. She would go high pitched. Glasses with ice leave rings. Go low. Glasses with ice sleeve rings. And it's like, mom, I got it, I got it. She goes, no, you don't. Glasses with ice. She's drilled in him. Glasses with ice. Like, okay, mom, okay, okay. But guess what? It's been a lot of years. All right? It's probably been, I don't know, 27 years since this moment. I have it memorized still. Okay? So what like a proverb does, it's easily memorized. It's short. It's memorable. If we just memorize it and take it to heart, it can start to reform our behavior, but we are forgetful. We're so forgetful of the lessons that we learn. But if we can remember, if we can build things and training into our lives to where we can remember this wisdom at the point of decision, then we see this in chapter three, verse two, the very next verse. For they, meaning these commands, these teachings, these sayings of wisdom, for they will prolong your life many years and bring you peace and prosperity. For they will prolong your life many years and bring you peace and prosperity. I got a question uh, this week uh, from one of the groups that's doing this uh, study. And, and they asked, like, do, do, we, do we understand some of these proverbs as like, are they promises of God, like if we do, it's a lot of things like if you do this, then this good thing will happen. Do we claim that, you know, as, a, as an ironclad promise? And I think probably that's not the way to approach the Proverbs. You'll actually see sometimes Proverbs that are juxtaposed uh, to each other, and we all can name uh, experience in our life where, hey, that didn't exactly pan out like we thought. So I'm not sure promises is what Proverbs is trying to convey, but tendencies, right? Kind of like, hey, you should wear a seatbelt. Now, does that mean if you're wearing a seatbelt that you're guaranteed to not be injured if you're in an accident? Well, no, no, right? But the tendency is that you're better off wearing a seatbelt. This is a wise thing to do. And this is, I think, a lot of how these problems work. Uh, but the key is that we actually do them and live them. Okay, like I've learned uh, when, I, when I was... Uh, when I was young, when I was in school, they used to teach the four food groups. You remember the four food groups? No chocolate, ice cream, that's, those are not part of the food groups. Uh, I think it was Elf has his own uh, four food groups. But, uh, but no, the four food groups, I remember uh, when I was young learning that fruits and vegetables are important. Right? I knew that. I could even, I could even tell you they're part of the four food groups. But when I went, went away to college, I'm not sure I ate a vegetable till I met Joy, okay? I went to In-N-Out Burger three times in one day uh, when I was in college. I never sought out vegetables. If they were accidentally in food, I might eat them, but I didn't think about them. I thought about, I thought about meat, you know, and, and cheese and, and meat, you know? <laughs> I didn't think about vegetables, but then I, I, I met Joy, and, 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 and we were dating, and, and, and we got married, and, and, and Joy likes vegetables and fruits. She, she like goes to like farmer's markets and, and, and seeks, seeks them out. Uh, and, and, and because of them, uh, I, I, I started eating them. 
And, and now, now vegetables and fruit are a regular part of my life. And I'm pretty sure she's extended my life by many years, <laughs> right? But I didn't have, I, I, had the, I had the knowledge that they're important, but I didn't on my own have the regular discipline habit of choosing them. But by association with a wise person, I then get to have the benefits. Does that make sense? This is a lot of times how it is in our lives that where we don't have all the insight, where we don't have all the good habits, we should cozy up next to someone who does and say, hey, let me learn from you. Let me, let me absorb that because my knowledge that fruits and vegetables are in the food group is not gonna help me, right? But if I actually eat them on a regular basis, there's a tendency to be healthier. So as we do this training, this uh, spiritual training that we do over these 10 weeks of studying the book of Proverbs, we are seeking to know better and then also bring our habitual choices into line with what we are learning, relying on the grace of Christ and the power of the Holy Spirit to help us live a transformed life. Amen? Now, if we receive this wisdom and this discipline and we start to change our life, what do we become? We see this in verse three. It says, let love and faithfulness never leave you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. And then you will win favor and a good name in the sight of God and man. Let love and faithfulness, we become people of love and faithfulness, and we'll see in a minute, and trust in God. People of love and faithfulness and trust in God. But these things can flee us. Because we have such bad habits, these things can run, almost run away from us. Really, we're running away from them. And so it says, bind them around their neck. Tie them around you. What, is that, what does that mean? You know, how, how, do you, how do you do that? One challenge I want to make for you is the possible. You remember my mom, what I told you about my mom with the little flashcard and just walking around. And as long as I held that card in my hand, I would continue to wash my hands. Um, maybe it's as simple as uh, inviting you in this series to make flashcards, okay? And, and when a proverb hits you over the course of this, these, the next couple of months as we're studying the Proverbs, when one hits you and you think, you know what, this one's from God. I think God has a word for me through this proverb that I need to live. I'm telling you, you're gonna forget it super fast unless you do something about it. And so I encourage you, you can get an index card, three by five card, you can, you can just write it out, put it on your mirror, put on the dashboard of your car, wherever you think, by the bedside table, on your desk, on your computer at work, just, just, you just surround yourself with whatever these Proverbs are that God's gonna call to mind. And that way you're, you're writing them on the tablet of your heart, binding them around your neck. And it says, then you will win favor and a good name in the sight of God and man. Doesn't that sound good? <laughs> to win favor and a good name in the sight of God and man. A little preview. So what I did to prepare for this study is I, 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 took all, I read all the book of Proverbs and, and did a lot of work to just categorize them. Uh, we're not going to go chapter by chapter. We're not going to go chapter 9, chapter 10, chapter 11. It doesn't work as well in Proverbs because the themes are all mixed together. So I've actually pulled pieces. Uh, so we're going to do it thematically. So instead of going chapter by chapter, we're going to go theme by theme so that we can study and focus on that. I want to give you a quick preview of what's coming. And again, a lot of your life groups uh, that meet are uh, going through that. So here's where we're going to go. Next week is Pride. 
pride, which is the mark of the fool. This is the thing that just gets us in trouble, our own pride, our own ability, inability to take correction and listen to advice. We're gonna study the roots of that and what can, we can do about it. Week four is gonna be justice and the fear of God. Uh, these are two things in, in, the, in, the, in my own faith journey that were big questions for me, which is one, why does God allow evil to happen? And the other one is, why does God often seem angry in the Old Testament? What's up with those two things? I'm gonna, I'm gonna pose to you that those two things actually answer each other, that God is at work uh, addressing the evils in the world, that our, that our fear and reverence of God is actually gonna lead us to better behavior. Week five, words, words, words. They have such power. Week six, we're gonna look at what the Proverbs say about family. Week seven, anger. Uh, and what do, we, what do we do with our anger? Week eight, temptation. Week nine, work. Just our daily work that we go to. What, what's the wisdom of God have to say about just our, our work that we do? And week 10, money. I wanna close today with just a great verse to commend you to, to memorize. This is chapter three, verse five and six. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways to submit to him, and he will make your paths straight. What does it mean to trust in the Lord with all your heart? What does it mean to, to trust the Lord's voice and not your own? I've learned over time that joy has a better sense of direction than me. And I, I want to turn out of a parking lot, and I'm absolutely sure that I should turn right. I feel it in the core of my being that I should turn right. And Joy says we should turn left. And uh, I think she's wrong. I think I'm right. But guess what? 20 years of marriage has taught me I should turn left. I know this now, and I do it. And that's what it's like entrusting the Lord and not our own instinct. We know our own instinct has gotten us in trouble before. So when we come to it, we hear that voice of God. Well, God, God seems to be leading me this way, but I wanna go that way. The foundation of wisdom and trust in the Lord is to lay down that own desire, that own instinct, that own clamoring to be right and say, okay, Lord, all right, I'm gonna go your way. And when we submit to him, he will make our paths straight. Lord, we thank you for your word. We pray for wisdom. We pray that we would be people who are wise. We pray that people, that we would develop these great habits of doing the right thing, not just knowing it. We just pray over all the life groups, all the, the small group Bible studies that are gonna meet this week. We just pray that you would just, just bless them and help just wisdom to be spoken, help people to be themselves, to be, to be open and honest about their struggles, uh, that we can support each other. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Um, I wanna invite uh, any of you that need prayer right over here. We have people uh, ready, the prayer team, and they'll be there. You guys can go ahead and stand on up there and they'll pray for you about anything. Uh, if you're new here, you're new-ish, uh, I would love to get to know you and, and help you get to know the church. So right over here, you can meet us and we'll give you a tour. And there's, it's like a progressive lunch where there's food at every stop. And uh, so we'll feed you and get to know you and let you know, meet a bunch of people on staff. And so we'd love to have you there. There's also a, a coffee and rain waiting outside for you all. 
So I want to um, uh, leave you with this benediction, this blessing. And, and I, I took um, uh, chapter four of Proverbs, uh, a section of that, and just rewrote it as a blessing that I want to just say over you. So you can just receive this. My children, pay attention to what I say. May you turn your ear to the words of the Lord. And may you not let them out of your sight. And may you keep them within your heart, for they are life to those who find them and health to your whole body. And above all else, may God guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. May your mouth be free of perversity and corrupt talk far from your lips. And may your eyes look straight ahead and fix your gaze directly before you. May you give careful thought to the paths of your feet and may God make you steadfast in all your ways. Amen.